0: Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven.
1: And I'm Jamie.
0: And this week, we're recapping Season 4, Episode 9, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang.
1: Can you believe it's been four seasons already?
0: <laughs> no. Can you believe we're on Episode 9 already?
1: <laughs> no. Noah. Noah. <laughs> Noah. Noah.
0: Noah. Well, what did you think about this episode, this episode? Uh, quote unquote, holiday episode.
1: <laughs> it's the holiday season.
0: Okay. Oh, enough.
1: <laughs> it was fine. Um, oh, Pacey, the goal of every boyfriend. He's well, boyfriend. like
0: 20 minutes in, I forgot he was even on the show, and I was like, Where the hell is Pacey? And then he just showed up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the scenes with him and, um, Walter or whatever his name was, but. My favorite part of this episode was Mr. Brooks and Dawson. I was like really, really into those scenes.
2: Yeah.
1: He's come a long way. Those two have come a long way. But I mean, it was really nice to see Mr. uh, You know, A.I. Brooks, like actually engaging and and flirting at the end of the season. So at the end of the episode. Um, Yeah. So that was that was really cool to see. I know he's not going to be in it much longer. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he dies, right? Yeah. Which is a shame because it's not like he's like super duper old, you know. Like when I watched it back then, I could have cared less about Mr. Brooks and that whole storyline. Yeah. And now watching it as a 42-year-old, I'm fully invested and I think he's a hilarious, this actor. Um I believe his name is harv Presnell, which he did pass away in 2009. I love how he reads his lines. I love the dialogue they give him. And Dawson just keeps coming back, you know? I don't know. I I feel like back then I was just like, what are they doing with this whole thing? I
1: like that Dawson does keep coming back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not put off by Brooks's um, attitude. Yeah. He's literally the, like, embodiment of a grumpy old man. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I feel like even me, for, for me personally, like...
1: I would have stopped going near him a long time ago. I'd be like, he's obviously not a people person, like... I, I can commend Dawson for his persistence. See, Something I would. a man with certain persistence, you know.
0: <laughs> See, I would continue talking to him, even if he was just a total, like, straight up asshole to me. Right, I would be like, he's just a cranky old man and he doesn't know any better. Until he started, like, just being, like, real nasty to me, oh, then I would be he like.
2: He knows
1: better. He knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, now we know. But I um I like him. I like his character a lot and then the other thing was with jen and jack and grams and that whole thing so (laughs) she's like i don't want these gifts (laughs) she throws them in the fridge
1: (laughs) yeah that was pretty funny just give away i don't even want to open them
0: yeah donate them to the goodwill
1: mom that the maid handpicked and this is a jewelry from dad, but it was probably a return gift for his secretary that wasn't interested, and you know, probably filed yeah. sur- harassment, like sexual harassment charges or something against. So I don't know, whatever she said. So it's just, yeah. like, well, she's probably right.
0: But then again, I'm just like, well, why doesn't she just does ask for for money to go to school? Like they sent her to live with Grams, and her mom has come to see her. I uh-huh. thought that they were getting back on track. I don't know. I would feel like. If anything, I want my parents to pay for my college. That's the least they can do for sending her away from, you know, like her home. Right. I don't know. I feel like they kind of owed it to her. I don't know. And Graham's is like,
1: I will make sure that
0: you go to college, child. It's like, of course.
2: Go, Graham.
1: Go, Graham. She's
0: like, I will sell my body, Jennifer.
1: (laughs) All right, Graham. (laughs)
0: Uh, the other thing I noticed was that watching Mary Beth Peel in this episode aka Grams um I was like she's really not that old in this like she's no. really not that old and they make, make her out her to be this like really old lady <laughs> she's not old <laughs> but I don't know we'll get to it mm-hmm. um well before we break that down Jamie What's new with you? Anything going on this mid-December? <laughs> She's thinking.
1: She's thinking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything exciting happened. I mean, I went to the DMV last Thursday and uh, got most of my stuff switched over because now that I moved states. Um, then I went out to my car and I had a flat tire, so I was dealing with that.
2: <laughs> God.
1: Yeah. And...
0: You've been pretty low-key, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I really haven't been doing too much. My mom and I have been um, talking about leaving the state and moving somewhere with better weather. (laughs) Yeah. Climate, a little less winter. So, I'm probably going to start looking into that. Hopefully, this year will be, instead of camping, we're going to be probably traveling the states a little bit to check out some areas. (laughs) Kind of excited. Kind of scared. But fuck it. (laughs) So um that's something that's kind of exciting. That also requires going through a bunch of stuff. And I'm gonna have to go through my storage unit and downsize a little bit Anyways, I've been I've been wanting to do that. I just I moved very quickly. So all of my stuff kind of went into storage. (laughs) I didn't have time to go through everything. So I gotta deal with that. Um but other than that, yeah, real low-key. My life is not that exciting right now. I just waiting to get through winter and waiting to get through December. (laughs) i <laughs> just need to get through december and stop procrastinating on some things and then uh yeah just you know one month at a time <laughs> i'm focused yeah. on
0: well i'm the same i feel like i took off last thursday and friday and i even texted you on thursday and said like i literally did nothing today i was on my phone the whole fucking day just doing nothing mm-hmm. and friday i did get some errands done but um I don't know. I I tried to get motivated to put some Christmas stuff out and I just wasn't in the spirit. But today I found out that um that dancer Twitch actually passed away. I don't know if most people would know him from the Ellen DeGeneres show. He was her uh, DJ for a long time, but I've been following his career since he was on So You Think He Can Dance from I think like season 3.
1: And guys, don't feel bad if you have no idea who Twitch is because neither do I.
0: I think people will know who he is though.
1: Well, then everybody's better than me. <laughs> but,
0: but it was kind of like a shock. I um woke up and or well, not woke up. There was news online this morning when I was like posting our social media stuff and literally was like are you joking? Like Twitch killed himself? So you really don't know what's happening behind closed doors with people. So, like honestly, I don't really like say stuff like this or like talk about. We're like, I don't think we're like a super serious podcast. No. But, Like, if you feel like maybe you know somebody who's depressed or going through something, just like talk to them. Talk
1: yeah, to quiet friends, guys. Yeah. We're the ones that are really, really happy all the time. Yeah. Because um, he
0: seems like he was happy, like from his social media and stuff but you don't know
1: you never know and that's just in general when you guys are when you're going through life and you're interacting with people like just even if they're being shitty to you just be nice because you don't know their life you don't know what they're going through you know they could be a shitty person or they could just be having a really bad day or a really bad week or a really bad year or a really bad couple of years so you know just take it easy and treat others how you want to be treated please
0: i know like you i go on and i see all these like karen videos of people in like fast food restaurants just screaming at people for no reason and i'm like like what is the point of this
1: no i don't know
0: like what the fuck is the point like you're upset over fucking like ketchups on your hamburger just say i didn't ask for this can you just remake it (laughs) like yeah I i don't even like go in stores and argue with people over prices sometimes like if there's if something comes up wrong and I really fucking care that much, I'll say, hey, uh, this came up wrong. Can you just like fix it? People like yeah. argue about it. I don't have the energy to argue with people about dumb shit. It's not No, it's just
1: a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. Yeah. Like, if it's if it's five cents more expensive, I think I can handle the nickel, you know, so I don't
0: fucking care. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's 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 fine. It's just let's get us out of here. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what it's
0: like working I with the I public.
1: Really argue, though. You know, oh, I know.
0: <laughs> it's just one of those things like you just sort of roll your eyes and you just deal with it. But like,
1: well, I think a lot of it too has to do with this whole mantra that we've been dealing with for the last 30 plus years in customer service, whereas the customer is uh, always right. And yeah. it really made a lot of people entitled. They just feel like no matter what, if they complain and they throw their weight around and they bitch or whatever, they're going to get what they want. Yep and it's definitely something that we did to ourselves um the behaviors you know that we've instilled in our children and then and even that our parents may have instilled into us some of them have taken a turn and it's kind of come to bite people in the ass i've noticed just with the behaviors and how people treat each other and how they're feel entitled to just dumb shit like well the work ethic is gone well uh, you know
0: what uh, i think is a positive about the pandemic happening is that the people who worked and who work in retail and deal with the public just don't give a fuck anymore and they tell them you're not always right like and i'm not gonna put up with your nonsense so like i love it i was
1: good i'm cheering you on
0: (laughs) yeah i was watching this
1: in their place because karen you're not always right yeah. And sorry if anybody's name is actually Karen. <laughs> I don't know who chose the name Karen. I don't either.
0: I don't know where destroy. it came from. So
1: I feel bad for every single Karen out there that in his existence.
0: I know a couple of Karens, but I wouldn't say they're Karens. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, a,
1: and a negative Nancy. And like, what's the other one that people call? do they call
0: the male Kevin or Karens Kevins? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't know. But I feel like there was like another name out there too. Besides Karen, it was something else. And they all meant like the same thing, but Karen. Probably oh, was-
0: like a Susan.
1: A Susan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> poor Susans, poor Karens, and poor Nancys. That's all well, I Well,
0: I did know a Susan who I feel like was a Susan. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyways.
0: Kind of <laughs> um. Well. Other than that, this the new Scream 6 teaser trailer came out today, and I nearly peed myself watching it, because I got so fucking hyped up watching that. It it wasn't even that long. It wasn't the full trailer. It was a teaser trailer. It was, like, probably not even a minute long. But um, there were a lot of Easter eggs in that little piece of video that they put out, so I cannot wait to see... The actual trailer, and I can't wait to see the movie. I'm so excited. It comes out in March, so everybody knows that I am a scream queen. Yes,
1: you are. And also, since today is Wednesday, uh, the new Avatar movie is coming out this week. Yes. Oh, my
0: sister loves the Avatar movies. i I've can... never even watched them.
1: What? Oh, my gosh. So, this one's coming out. I can never remember if they released them um thursdays what's today i think
0: thursdays is like an early early release and then because that's when we saw the new screen it was on a thursday night
1: yeah, some some of them are coming out Thursday night, but it's, I guess the official release date is December 16th, which is Friday. So I don't know, because I just watched a commercial that said, coming to a theater near you tomorrow, and then everything else is Friday. So I don't really understand it. We should ask Dawson, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited. I want to see it, and I think it's in three days, so sign me up for that shit. Maybe I'll watch
0: the first one and see what, what it's all about. Wait, yeah. is it how many? Movies? It's only two, right?
1: Only two. Yeah, the first one was done like many years ago, and then they finally came out with the second one.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, what, so anybody who knows me knows that I have serious issues with like anxiety and panicking when I don't know how to get places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this about me, Jamie? <laughs> um, yeah. Justin teases me about it. Uh, so I had my work thing today. And I wanted to, like, do a test run to figure out how to get to the restaurant because I didn't want to be late. And I just wanted to be uh, just self-assured about knowing how to get there. Confident yeah. in knowing how to get there in advance, which I don't think it's that crazy. Okay?
1: Maybe no, it's not. Maybe it... like place.
0: Right. So, like, but these are the things that I put myself through. So, I looked, I Googled it, and I saw where it was. And I said, oh, well, that's not, like... I I know where that's at. I think I can handle this. So meanwhile, I was like, you know, I didn't tell Justin because we were going to take a ride on Sunday. And then he's like, why do you want to go? And I tried to explain it to him. I go, did you just meet me? Like, you've known me for uh, 16 years. Did you just meet me? And he started laughing. I said, it's fine. I know where it's at. I'll just go when I have to go. So I was even messaging you and I was just like, I'm dreading this lunch, like, like I haven't seen my coworkers in like three years. Like I'm dreading going.
2: <laughs> and, but
0: but I put in the directions in my Google Maps. I got in my car. I followed the directions and I got there and I literally did a backflip. And I got I got out of the car because I and saw I right
1: literally backflip. means figuratively, because we all know you can't do a backflip. I
0: can't do a backflip. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um I was so I was it's so dumb i was so proud of myself for being able to just do it and i just said steven you're not a fucking idiot you know how to drive just get in the car and follow the fucking directions you can do this and i even like figured it out on the way home so i was so like happy when i got home (laughs) it's the little things jamie the little achievements in life that just you know you gotta take (laughs) some
1: just give yourself a pat on the back good job (laughs) steven
0: And I had a cocktail at lunch, so I was kind of like not not as stressed out.
1: <laughs> Knocked the edge off.
0: It did. It did what
1: did you have? What did you have?
0: Uh well, they had a cranberry margarita. It was like a holiday drink. But mm-hmm. it wasn't it was I don't think there's any cranberry in it. It was Whatever. it wasn't even red.
2: What?
0: No, I don't I feel like maybe the mixture of all the stuff that they put in it maybe made it the color it was, but it was more of like oh. a uh it looked like cider.
1: Oh, yeah. It probably got diluted.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know what. I don't know. I I was telling my other coworker, I was like, it tastes like a margarita. I don't know why it's not red, but it tastes like a margarita. As
1: long as it tasted like a margarita, then you're good.
0: Yeah. I felt like they could have been like, a little cuter with with the presentation. I thought it was going to come in like a little rocks glass, and it came in a big.
1: (laughs) You're like a critic? (laughs) Well, no, because I mean, it was a lot better with this drink. You're missing the garnish. Yeah. Rim, like, that's what i had in my head I'm where's the colors yes it came <laughs> out and i said I don't know. I was like, what the
0: fuck is this
1: <laughs> maybe i want an umbrella
0: <laughs> so in my head i thought it's gonna be in a little rock glass with um maybe like a lime and like maybe like a sugared cranberry <laughs>
1: though they always come in like a margarita glass or no it wasn't
0: even in that it was just a regular glass really tall glass yeah it was a lot weird (laughs) but i was like and even like have a piece of like um maybe they ran out of dishes i don't know but it wasn't that fancy and i was just like whatever but i drank it it was fine (laughs) um but it was it was nice it was nice to see my um co-workers and my boss and we all did our exchange our gift exchange and stuff so
2: um,
0: i was happy um it's
1: holiday season
0: <laughs> i know i can't believe it
2: well Christ- do do. christmas
0: will be over by the time this is out and be, we'll be heading into new years because this would so this episode of dawson's creek is supposed to be a, a holiday episode but i wouldn't call it a holiday episode they have a holiday party in it and stuff but um I feel like putting out the Scream 2 episode was a lot more holiday fest, holiday, 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 holiday yeah, than this episode of Dawson's Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, there's a lot of other things going on than people actually worried about actual Christmas. The only thing that we really got to see of the holidays are the gifts that Jen received from her parents that she promptly threw in the refrigerator. And, um, the holiday party mistletoe decoration stuff.
0: Which, the party did look nice. I love a holiday party. She did a good
1: job. She did a good job throwing that for Gail and Mitch. And Gail and Mitch look so happy. And mm-hmm. Gail is so preggers. Oh.
0: You know, she's starting to show. Um, But I also wanted to mention, today is a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it is the middle of the month. Which means we released our Patreon exclusive episode of young americans episode Mm two where we recapped uh episode two titled our town Mm -hmm. so if you are not a member of our patreon and you would love to listen to us recap the first and only season of young americans go to our link tree in any of our bios and you can join over there we have two tiers one for our weekly episode where you can listen to that two days in advance with much less editing
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so to our
0: friday episode and our monthly bonus content which is the young americans episode so go over there and join that if you're interested we would love to have you <laughs> for real we, we would love to have we you
1: would, we would and for those of you already subscribed to patreon thank you we love you keep listening to us and we're so glad you're here
0: <laughs> exactly perfectly said <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right well with that jamie why don't we get into this episode
1: Yeah, let's do it. It's already
0: 9.20. I know. We started, and I looked at the clock, and we were talking, and then all of a sudden I said, It's almost 9 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock?
1: Time flies when you're having fun.
0: The fuck happens. (laughs) All right, Jamie. This week, we are recapping Season 4, Episode 9, Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang. (laughs) Aired November 29th, 2000, which is kind of early for a holiday episode. Unless they went on like a hiatus after that, I have to double check, but that was pretty early. Um, Written by Tom Capinos and directed by Perry Lang. Um, All right, so we open in Dawson's bedroom. Oh my God.
1: Legs on the bed, and you're like, who's on that bed? I thought it was
0: Joey for a second.
1: Well, I think I think that was the point was for everybody because my first instinct was like Joey, but I'm like, no, no way, it's Joey. It's gotta be Pacey's sister,
0: <laughs> Gretchen. <laughs> it was. So yeah, they're watching uh, a movie, one of uh, Mr. Brooks's movie, mm-hmm. and uh, the movie ends, and we hear Dawson say,
1: "It's a picture.
0: It's a picture. A yeah,
1: motion picture.
0: It's a picture, not a not a film." right is that what he says movie He says, yeah yeah
1: something oh, like yeah. that um, oh
0: yeah he it's says movie, it's a, not a
1: it's, movie. A it's a picture it's a motion picture <laughs>
0: it's a
2: picture a motion picture
1: picture in motion exactly <laughs> those moving pictures you know
0: <laughs> um so yeah the movie ends and we hear dawson say wow and Gretchen is laying on the bed on her stomach which I always thought was the most awkward position to lay on a bed I don't know it,
1: it is not comfortable for women and it is not comfortable for women with big boobs okay she she's got the little titty bitty committee thing going on and that's cool so maybe she's okay with it but like me no way no way nope I'd be like get off I need to roll I can't do this these things hurt like I need like carved out area in the whatever i'm laying on just for these buckers because it shit hurts like
0: <laughs> for these fuckers,
2: these fuckers.
0: <laughs> yeah that was the first thing i noticed and i feel like there were there were episodes with joey and dawson laying on the bed like that and i go how are they laying on the bed like that it's so uncomfortable yeah,
1: like she's propped up by her front arm so i guess like breast wire, she would be fine but like the slope of your back like that's not comfortable for very long i never understood when people you see um Commercials or whatever of like teenagers on their phones or on the computers or reading a book, laying on their bellies on their beds. I'm like, nah, I gotta oh. lay back. I need to be propped up. I need stuff in front of me. Like I need to be like sitting, I'm not laying this that way. That's just, just not comfortable for long. Yeah,
2: there's
1: no way. I can't even.
0: I can't even bring my laptop in bed with me because it's so uncomfortable for me. Like this, I need to be at a desk. At all
1: like, though, I'm sitting on my on the bed right now because I don't, you know, whatever. Um. This is doing this for a couple of hours is very uncomfortable. Like, cause I, if you ever noticed, I don't sit still. I'm constantly moving or adjusting or laying down or trying to sit up or like moving my legs. My lower back kills me. My knees start to cramp up. I'm like an old person. Like <laughs> this sucks. It's this not comfortable. So
0: yeah, I, well, I'm, I sit on a floor too and yeah. I'm like, it would be nice if I had my own desk.
1: Right. Or yeah. a cushion under your ass.
0: Yeah, Well, I do have a cushion on my ass.
2: Well, Everybody
0: that's good. <laughs> I'm not just sitting directly on the floor.
2: Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> um so Gretchen goes, wow, as in, look at the hidden treasure I on earth," or "Wow, there's 87 minutes of my life I'd like back." And Dawson says, "I wanted to hate it, but this is the heartbreaking work of a staggering genius." And we find out the movie's called Turn Away My Sweet. And Gretchen says, all I saw was a formula gangster movie, and I'm still picking the pulp out of my teeth. And Dawson's like, I agree, it was a bit pulpy, but underneath it all, it was this great big thumping heart. It's a love story masquerading as a genre piece. And Gretchen's like, Tarantino does this much better, and in color. And Dawson's like, well, you're proving my point, Gretchen. Brooks is way ahead of his time. So then Gretchen's just like, kind of just staring at him, and she tells him that she likes him like this. She's like, you know, I like you like this, Dawson. You're passionate, opinionated, irritating even. And Dawson's like, I want to know why Brooke stopped making movies. Because now he feels like he's got like a connection with them, you know? Yeah. And Gretchen says, well, someone could ask you the same thing. When I left for college, you were this unstoppable force of film geek energy. Then when I came back, film is the unfinished project. He's stuffed in his closet. And she says, whatever happened to the talented young filmmaker Dawson Leary? Why did he stop? And where is he now? And they just kind of laugh. And we get the opening credits. It was cute. I didn't say this in the beginning of the episode, but I really did enjoy this episode. I didn't think it was a full, a filler episode like some are, but right. I thought it was a nice way to move the story along with Dawson making, uh, getting back into filmmaking, Um it pushes along his relationship with Gretchen and Mr. Brooks. And um, we sort of understand where Jen is with, like, you know, she was she's, like, getting depressed and all this stuff. And um, the whole thing with Joey going to this thing for Worthington College, that's where she ends up going to college. So yeah. it was it was uh, a nice way to move the story along, I think. So, and I feel like it was, like, a waste of an episode. So now we're at the Capeside Yacht Club and we see Joey just sitting by the dock, just like doing homework or whatever. And that bitch, Mrs. Valentine, comes up and she's like, what are you doing? We don't pay you to study for your GED. And she's like, I'm not studying for my GED, fucking bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, bitch.
0: Who says that to a kid? Like, she's such an asshole. Joey says, I'm 15 minutes early. Why is it so hard for you to remember that I go to school with your son? (laughs) So Mrs. Valentine tells her that she ran into her sister, Becky, at the drugstore. And she goes, she's not one for contraceptives, is she? (laughs) And she's like, it's Bessie, you bitch. (laughs) So then this guy, Walter, shows up. And he's asking Mrs. Valentine if everything's ready for Saturday. And, um, you know, he doesn't want anything to go wrong and all this stuff. And she just assure us that everything's going to be fine because they have one of their best waitresses working that night and it's joey potter and she's like that saturday that you had off is no longer and i would have been like fuck you i don't need this job anymore (laughs) so we find out that the party is for potential applicants for worthington college and um joey's like mrs valentine i told you i can't work and she said um well you're quitting then and she says no and she goes you've gone insane (laughs) and she goes no i'll be there and she's like okay great and she goes except i'll be one of the guests and mrs valentine starts to laugh like it's kind of like like it's a joke that she would even be there right so then this guy walter recognizes joey he's like josephine potter And he tells her that she's one of their most promising applicants because he remembers her essay. And it kind of shuts up Mrs. Valentine at this point.
1: Well, yeah, as it should.
0: She's a fucking cunt. You know that? Yeah. She is a nasty fucking cunt. Sorry if, like, people don't like that word. I don't give a shit. She's a (laughs) cunt, this woman. And Walter tells Mrs. Valentine that he would appreciate it if she gave Joey the night off. And sat her at his table. And Mrs. Valentine says, Of course, anything you want. I just don't know who will get to replace her. She's such a shining member of our wait staff. And Joey's like, Well, there's always Drew, your fucking loser son, who is worthless and does nothing for the community or for anybody in this world except get them in trouble. She's like, yes, of course. And Joey sort of gives her this, like, fuck you smile. That's <laughs> <It was> great. <laughs> Um. Yeah, this, this actress who plays Mrs. Valentine, her name's Carolyn Hennessy. she plays this part really well. She's just a nasty fucking bitch, and she's just really good at that role. <laughs> I don't know. As much as you, like, hate her character, like, obviously she's acting, but you're just like, wow, she really plays this really well. <laughs> All right, so now we're at Larry's Fresh Fish, and we see Mitch and Gal hanging up Christmas lights, and we see her little belly and um Mm -hmm. Dawson's working typing 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 at his laptop and he's like I just finished up my very last essay for my very last college application and um that's when we see Gyal's little pregnant belly and she's she seems to be in like kind of not pain but maybe like discomfort I don't know probably and Gretchen comes over and she asks if they'll be having their annual holiday party and Mitch and Gal just go, like, radio silent. <laughs> they sort of just look at look at each other. It was so weird. They're like, um, a holiday party? Uh, we just don't. Uh... And then they're like, no, we're not going to be doing that this year. So they're like, we haven't really thought about doing it because of the restaurant and the baby coming. And Dawson's like, uh, let me interpret that as my parents haven't had a party in a long time because they've been riding a roller coaster otherwise known as their relationship mm-hmm. and Gretchen's like oh what's well, a shame because I really love those parties then she's like I have an idea you throw the party and I'll handle everything <laughs> meaning you pay for everything and I'll take care of everything <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I'll plan it and put it in action you just give me the money to bank it which you is hilarious no, I, su- I do everything else
0: But it's hilarious that they have the money to throw a holiday party when they were just concerned about having another baby because of their finances. (laughs) Yeah. But they have the money to throw a holiday party.
1: (laughs) Consistency. We know this show does not handle that very well. They're not known for consistency in this show. No. Mm -mm.
0: But Gal's like, well, if it means that much to you, sweetheart, I guess that's okay. And Gretchen's like all excited. And then she turns around and she says to Dawson, let's go. We've got a lot of work to do. And he's like, what happened to this just being about you? <laughs> They're kind of cute together.
1: They are. I I enjoy their friendship. Their friendship's about to take a turn into confusion land.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. When we get to the final scene of this. hmm Wow.
1: It was only a matter of time though. We knew it was going to happen.
0: I know. I vaguely remember this episode, Jamie. Like, I don't remember all of it, but there are parts of it when I watched it, I said, oh, I I remember that. I remember I
1: remember the whole event at the dinner party for the school with Pacey and Joey. I remember that. I remember that whole thing. I remember when they're on the pier and Joey's trying to talk to him and then he gets pulled away by the dean or whatever that dude is, administration and the dean. Um, And Joey's upset. Like, I remember all of that. I do not remember the whole stick with Jen. I don't remember, like, really that much about Dawson and Gretchen. <laughs> my my entire focus the first time that I watched this was really just Joey and Pacey. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: Did you notice they're doing something with Joey's bangs?
1: What do you mean? I like, don't know. Their hair is always changing. You know I'm not that observant. <laughs> she's got this, kind of just, stuff. like,
0: two strips of hair just, like, on the side. And I feel like it becomes like a part of her hairstyle at some point because they're just two straight pieces of bangs. I don't know. But she didn't really have bangs before. So I don't know. Maybe they gave her bangs and then they were like, we got to fix this. I don't know. Yeah,
1: maybe I don't really do bangs because they're annoying. So (laughs) I get it.
0: I think you have to really want bangs to be able to take care of them.
1: Yeah. Because you have to like pull them forward and blow dry them and whatever to make them they otherwise like I just like they part you know you gotta like retrain the front front of your head to not part
0: whenever I think of bangs I think of the movie legally blonde where her friends like I got bangs
1: <laughs> I'll just stick to my high ponies and messy buns
0: I was gonna tell you earlier when you're like really close to the camera I was like her hair looks really nice It just looks like messy and curly. I don't know.
1: It is messy and curly and frizzy a little bit, too. I I took a shower like an hour. So the air is just air drying. And then sometimes when it air dries, it's like a mind of its own. It's like, poof, curl. (laughs) Some of it curls. Some of it waves. Some of it's just like, I do nothing. It's fine.
0: Mine just looks like a wig all the time, so I got a cut.
1: (laughs) Looks like a wig. Stephen's wearing a toupee, guys, but it's all real.
0: (laughs) I need to just shave it off and start over. I should. So now we're with Jen, and she's like knitting something or crocheting something. I don't know. She's sitting on her bed crocheting, and Jack comes in with Grams, and she goes, "Hey, Will." And he goes, hey, Grace. <laughs> I, that I remember. That I remember. They called each other Will and Grace. And Grams goes to leave, and she asks Jack if he needs anything. And he says, no, I'm okay. And then Jen's like, thanks for asking me. So we know that they're still not talking.
1: No. And we find out for at least a month, she said, She hasn't heard, that Grams isn't talking to her for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't
0: been talking. Uh, all over the ecstasy situation that... <laughs> i don't know
1: that wasn't really her fault i mean (laughs) sort of but not
0: i don't know if what's her face said it was okay then everybody else needs to get over it yep so yeah jen tells jack that grams is still upset and jack's like well she'll get over it she always does and jen asks jack if he wants to go to a movie and he says yeah he's like we can actually go to celebrate because he just handed in his final college essay application or whatever and he's like i applied to this school this school this school and jen is like excited for him but then she sort of um gets silent and she changes the subject and she goes awesome like i'm so proud of you she's like that's great congrats so what are we gonna go see let's go see that gay one with dean kane everyone's calling it saint homo's fire (laughs) which i think the movie was the um, Broken Hearts Club, which was, I think, written and directed by Greg Berlanti. I don't know. I've never heard it. He actually was working on Dawson's Creek at this point, I think. I'll have to check. The Broken Hearts Club, a romantic comedy. It came out in 2000 with Timothy Oliphant, who was Mickey, the freaky Tarantino film student from Scream 2, oh.
2: and Dean
0: Kane, Zach Braff, uh, some other actors I've never heard of. And it was written and directed by Greg Berlanti, who worked on Dawson's Creek. Oh, Justin Thoreau's in that movie? He's so sexy.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Oh, Jennifer Coolidge is
1: Oh, it? wait, is that the guy from Jeepers Creepers? No, that's No, Long. that's
0: Justin Long. Ah. Yeah, so this was a Greg Berlanti film. So it must have, like, kind of just came out. I don't know. Who knows? But I thought that was a cute little throw in. Because Kevin Williamson was doing it all the time with his film. So it's kind of funny that Greg Berlanti was doing it. So, yeah, she's, like, changing the subject, and Jack's like, yeah, whatever, sounds good. And he's like, have you finished your applications yet? And she's like, yeah, I just have to do my essays. He goes, well, Miss Watson, their college advisor, says that she hasn't gotten anything from you yet. So they go, like, back and forth for a minute, and she's, like, reassuring him that she's handling it. She's taking care of it. And she's like, you know what, Jack, I don't really am in the... Mood to go see a movie now maybe we can just catch up later so she's like her whole attitude changed
1: she's right on top of that rose
0: (laughs) i hate when people do that though like she was she just got so annoyed at him because he was kind of calling her out but she wasn't being completely honest and instead of just saying to him like look i haven't handed anything in she shuts down and she's like Now I don't even want to hang out with you right now. But it wasn't like he was bothering her. It was more like she just didn't want to deal with it, you know?
1: Maybe. Or it's a trauma response. Because I do that sometimes. So I don't know.
0: I do it out of spite.
1: (laughs) You do it out of spite. I do it because I don't... It's a trauma response. You don't want to deal with it. So you don't.
0: Um i think that happens to me when i i know i have to deal with something but it's always just on the top of my mind and i'm like i gotta fucking deal with this at some point because it's like it's gonna get crazy if i don't right but i don't like fully avoid it because i'm just always so worried about it you know yeah when you're not worried about it and you know you have to deal with it i think that's where the problem is
1: yeah especially when you really don't want to
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: we're all we're all a little damaged <laughs> I love how we laugh about it.
0: It's true, because if we didn't laugh, Jamie, you'd fucking cry all the time. And I'm not a crier.
1: No, me either.
0: <laughs> I hate crying.
1: It takes a lot to get me there, and then it gets messy, and then you get up. You end up with a headache. You're like, "Why the fuck do I have a headache? My my eyes were leaking for a little bit. I swear." And yeah, it's annoying.
0: My eyes were
1: leaking. My eyes were leaking.
0: So Jack's going to leave and he stops and he asks Grams if she can do him a favor and she's like anything for you cookie and she gives them a cookie and she's like extra sprinkles
1: extra sprinkles."
0: <laughs> and I noticed that there was a vintage red Christmas Pyrex bowl sitting on their counter
1: of course you did
0: <laughs> I, that bowl goes for so much money on eBay if you look it up
1: <laughs> if you guys ever have a question about Pyrex just ask Steven
0: yeah, I got a shitload of it. I got to get rid of because I...
1: Anybody to... want some Pyrex bowls from one of your favorite, you know, podcast hosts
0: <laughs>
1: for Dawson's Creek?
0: But He's I'm not shipping to it. He's
1: looking to get rid of. You have to you have come to, get it, though.
0: <laughs> you have to come to my house and get it. <laughs> or
1: pay for shipping.
0: Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I have an actual Pyrex Christmas bowl, but not the one that was in that episode. It was a red one. Oh, here it is. Um, Oh, it has like Ivy on it. Is that the same one? Jamie.
1: Just for that Christmas bowl?
0: For a bowl, yeah.
1: For a bowl, guys.
0: It's vintage.
2: (laughs) A vintage bowl.
0: They do have fun ones, like current ones with the lids. And, um, like holiday ones. But I never see them out anywhere. Because
1: they're sitting in some granny's cabinet collecting dust.
0: I still never got the ones that I wanted from when I was a kid. I still cannot find them anywhere. It's weird. Anyway, um... We'll talk about Pyrex in our um, Patreon uh, in our next ep- Patreon episode. How about that?
1: <laughs> Drop that down so you don't forget.
2: <laughs> or
1: have some eager, eager listeners that are going to be ready to like, you know, hear about this conversation. Yes.
2: Yeah. Excited.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I love me some Pyrex bowls.
0: Anyway, that's besides the point.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: So Jack asks Grams if she can just talk to Jen, and she's like. Anything but that. (laughs) And Jack says that he doesn't think Jen filled out any of her college applications. And Graham says, Jennifer is a big girl. God knows I've tried long and hard to aid her in making the right decisions. But she neither wants nor appreciates my help. So the only thing left for me to do is to let her make her own mistakes. If the girl chooses to drag her heels about college, so be it. She is on her own. That was terrible.
1: That was lovely. Um, She's all by
2: herself.
0: Um, when I was watching the episode, I kept repeating a lot of Grams' dialogue so I could get her down in my head again. <laughs> what was the one that she said in the hurricane episode? Um, if you want to deal with a little bit of a little bit of uh something, you got to put up with a little bit of rain or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> i forget
1: you you want that rainbow you gotta deal with the rain
0: that's it something
2: yeah
1: bad.
2: yeah yeah. that <laughs> was
1: just, it i figured that's something along those lines
0: you want to <laughs> see the rainbow mr mr ryan mr ryan used to always say if you want to if you want a rainbow you got to put it with a little bit of rain yeah something like that <laughs> you remembered
1: <laughs> <laughs> shocking i know <laughs>
0: So now we see Mr. Brooks eating dinner at the Leary's Fresh Fish, and Dawson goes and sits down with him at his table, and he's like, so, have you seen any good movies lately? And Brooks is like, Star Wars. I didn't get it. (laughs) And Dawson's like, Star Wars? That came out in 1977. And he says, like I said, it was a while back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The man needs to get out and see some more motion pictures. Pictures in motion. So, pictures.
0: so Dawson tells him that he's like, Well, you know what? I saw a really great film last night. It was a mixture of film noir, black comedy, and a love story. Uh, what was it called? Turn Away My Sweet. And uh, Brooke says, You think you're pretty clever, don't you? <laughs> no, he doesn't mm-hmm. talk like that. He doesn't have that accent. He goes, you think you're pretty clever, don't you? <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> and Dawson says, how am I supposed to deal with this, Mr. Brooks? That grumpy old man who's forced me into indentured servitude turns out to be a cross between Sam Fuller and Cameron Crowe. And Brooks was like, who's Cameron Crowe? Never heard of him. <laughs> so... Dawson's like, your films are amazing, Mr. Brooks. You're like this true American primitive. I have so much respect for what you've done. And Brooks is like, first of all, they're not films. They're pictures. And second, they're not amazing. They're hack work. And third of all, I'm uncomfortable with this newfound respect you have for me. and Dawson's like you know you may be a curmudgeon but you don't fool me I saw those movies and the man responsible for them cares a great deal about things that matter like love and death morality and honor and Brooks like I just want to eat my dinner in fucking peace
2: go away
0: and Dawson's like you know your, your movie pictures really had an impact on me and I just thought you'd like to hear that and Brooks is like well thank you He's like, can I eat in peace?
1: <laughs> can Can I eat now?
0: So he goes for like, so Dawson goes for like one more shot about like the the actors in the movie. And Brooks like gives him a face. And Dawson re-
1: shuts down after that. He's like, get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And then Dawson just gets the hit and he gets up and leaves. So now Joey is at that clothing store where Jen and Abby were, where <laughs> Abby was stealing like nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> Remember she would like pick it up and she's like oops how'd that get in there
1: <laughs> And I think it was Urban Decay makeup or something
0: Yeah, Urban Decay makeup Urban
1: Decay makeup. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we see Joey trying on like a dress for the thing on Saturday night, the event for mm. Worthington College. And we notice that Gretchen's there with her and she goes, "Well, the girl can't help it. She's beautiful." And Joey's like is it too much meanwhile her like strap is like falling down
1: driving me crazy the entire time like girl if this is the dress that you're going to wear you best get it altered because that shit's not gonna it's just gonna keep falling off your. that drives me crazy i hate when my bra straps do it and i'm like can somebody please tighten this because i can't or like your spaghetti straps which i don't wear anymore because you know (laughs) I'm not a high schooler, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate when they start falling off and they're slipping down and you're like, uh
0: I know. I hate wow. that feeling, too.
1: Right? It's so annoying. I know.
0: It's so annoying. <laughs> um, She's like, I feel bad dragging Pacey to this thing. And then she goes and puts on one of those weird hats that she likes that she's always yeah. wearing.
1: Those bucket hats.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They're so cute.
0: And Gretchen's like, you're not dragging him. You need his support. I'm sure he understands that. And she's like, I just don't want him to feel out of place. And Gretchen's like, he'll be fine, okay? Just don't let him do that nervous joke-telling thing that he does. Mm -hmm. And Gretchen tells Joey that she'll be missing the Leary's holiday party. She's like, oh, I miss those parties. They've been a part of my life since I was like five. And then she goes, they would always put me right in the mood for the holidays, which is weird since me and Dawson would just go up to his room and watch old movies.
1: Which is basically what they would do every night anyways. I know. (laughs) I don't think anything ever really puts me in the holiday spirit anymore.
0: I know. I feel like we're both... (laughs) I feel like for you, it's been like an ongoing thing. Um, But I just this year, Jamie, I'm not feeling it at all. (laughs) It doesn't even feel like it.
2: No. I don't know what it is.
1: We don't even have a tray up this year. The only decorations we have up right now, Stephen, are the icicle lights out front
0: while you're attempting to do something
1: that's all we did lights like a strip of them
0: that's pretty much all i have up i put colored lights up around my windows but my tree's sitting out waiting to be put up and we might either do it tomorrow or friday i don't know but it's like a fucking hassle yeah i just get overwhelmed jamie that's the only thing that's that's what frustrates me anymore i get so overwhelmed with everything
1: I get overwhelmed so easily. My anxiety keeps inside of me. It's hard to breathe something. Something feels like somebody else. I don't know all the words. What is that? It's a song.
0: I feel like I heard it.
1: Probably. It's on TikTok. Hold on. I will send it to you because I have it. I
0: I just hate mess. I hate mess. And I hate clutter. And like, I'm very organized. You were here. You fucking saw my apartment
1: no yeah
0: i was gonna um say something about the holiday party thing um Mm -hmm. i know that when i was a kid like when all my cousins were over and stuff we would obviously go up to our room and like do whatever but i remember this one year i don't know i was in like a weird mood (laughs) but um i would go up and hide in my mom's bedroom my parents bedroom and like the way their room was, they had they had this like big ass water bed in their bedroom and the frame of the bed was like pretty big. And on my mom's side of her bed, there was like this big enough space for like a little dresser that was next to her bedside. And um, you know, obviously to like walk through and stuff. I would go and lay on the floor on that side of the bed in the dark and just like zone out because there were so many people in my house. Just because I was I maybe it was like me just getting overwhelmed
1: probably but, you're probably overstimulated
0: yeah now that i think about it I'm like maybe i was
1: you're overstimulating yeah
0: <laughs> but i would go and just like hide in that side like right next to my mom's bed like that any
1: time we used to have like family gatherings or birthdays or maybe not so much birthdays if we were out but like you know holiday parties or whatever we were all in one house like mm-hmm. i would check out like i'd be sitting in a corner with music on and i would just check out or I'd have a book in my hand, and they're like, "Why are you so antisocial?" I'm like, "It's just there's too much,
2: like yeah. it's
1: too much." I like it's just I'm not a social person to begin with, so me being surrounded, even if it's with family, sometimes it it's overwhelming. It's like I get it.
0: All right, so Joey says something about like how she would always just go and watch old movies, right? Mm-hmm. And Gretchen tells Joey that she actually did that exact thing. She's like, "That does have sort of charm about him, or whatever." She says something like that. And Joey sort of is like, what? Like, her ears kind of perk up. And she says, Dawson has a thing about making popcorn in a video seem like an event. Yeah, oh,
1: that's yeah. what it was. Something
0: like that, yeah. Dawson has a thing about making popcorn in a random video seem like an event. Yeah. And Joey's like, yeah, I know what you mean. And she's, like, acting weird. And then Gretchen just lets Joey know that everything's going to be great on Saturday. And, you know, she just doesn't have anything to worry about. And that's Joey different. doesn't hear her. So Gretchen says it again, and Joey's just, like, looking at her. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> she just kind of, like, stared at her, and she's like, Joey, everything's gonna be fine. Earth to Joey. I think because in that moment, Joey was sort of taken aback to know that Gretchen was watching a movie with Dawson in his bedroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Joey, you Dawson can't called a
1: Joey replacement.
0: But Joey, Joey, you can't care about this. It's not, like, you can't be, like, jealous or... You know,
1: he needs to prepare for this. It's going to happen. You know, he's going to move on. You just would hope that it wouldn't be with Pacey's sister. But, you know, Well,
0: Dawson wouldn't hope that it would be with his best friend. So
1: <laughs> you, right, you right, sir. You're right, sir. <laughs> just keep it in the family. <laughs> Keeping it in the family.
0: And, you know, good for Dawson. He's like finally living out his. Childhood crush.
1: With an older woman.
0: Yeah. Go Dawson. And she's so she's so cute. Gretchen. She's
1: very pretty, yeah.
0: So now we're with Dawson and he's with Miss Watson. I didn't realize how much Miss Watson was in this episode. She's even at the fucking Leary party.
1: Yeah, Miss Watson. <laughs> I know. She just kind of shows up and you're like, whoa! Are you from?
0: <laughs> Where did you come from?
1: <laughs> she's just like... So she's like hanging on and like, oh my god, you did it. I know. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she, Jesus. Who gave her? Somebody spiked the punch.
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, that's a lot of touching. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she,
1: yeah. you let go of that holiday party. She's like, oh, this is the Leary household. He's only one of my students. It's fine. <laughs> oh,
0: well, she would she's there because she's uh Mitch's colleague.
1: Oh, yeah, true. He is a teacher, isn't he? Yeah, I just thought of that.
0: Or the football coach. (laughs) So she asks him why he wants to be a filmmaker. And he says, "Uh, I thought I pretty much explained that in my essay. And she goes, well, you avoided the question. And she asks him again. And he says, it's just a difficult question to answer. And she says, and USC is a difficult school to get into. So she basically tells him that his essay is shit and he needs to do better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she like hands it back to him she's like you need to redo this because you're not answering the question Dawson so now Pacey and Joey are walking through Capeside High and he's wearing camo pants which is funny because Gretchen made a joke about it in the prior scene
1: I noticed that too right away I was like he's wearing the camo pants that Gretchen was just talking about
0: I used to have pants like that too I don't know whatever happened to them but I still they went camo out pants. of
1: season and stayed out of season
0: there were those, like, carpenter pants. I used yeah, to
1: everybody freaking had them. That's I so wanted close. to burn them all. Nobody needs that many pockets if you're not a carpenter. Straps and stuff for, like, the hammers. And I'm like, bro. but you I know these pants kids aren't carrying that shit.
0: I had carpenter pants that didn't have all the pockets, though. They were just, like, bigger pants, but they were real comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. I had, a,
0: I had like, a gray or green pair that I used to wear all the time. They were so su- They were super comfortable.
1: So they weren't actual carpenter pants. I mean, like...
0: No, I don't know what you would call them. They have like pockets and stuff, but
1: Well, normal pockets, yeah. But I mean like I remember kids coming in with carpenter pants with the straps for like the you know, the hammers and all the pockets and all oh, of yeah. this. I didn't and have, I'm like but or... why, sir, are you go- are you building a house after you're done school today? <laughs> Is that what's happening?
0: Habitat for humanity.
1: Habitat for humanity? Yeah. Okay volunteer work do it
0: well the funny thing is is that i was wearing those more than i was wearing like jeans mm-hmm. and now like i i like love jeans but if i could wear those carpenter pants again i totally would i just don't know where you would find them but they weren't like they have carpenter jeans but it's not the same thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: old navy needs oh. to bring that shit back because that's where I used to buy them and Ara Postel. don't do it old navy and american eagle Aeropostale keeps popping up on my feed lately, and I keep scrolling through the clothes to see what they look like. And I was just like, I kind of like, <laughs> like that. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I still have a, a lot of stuff from Aeropostale that I still wear. It's crazy. No. <laughs> I
1: like what you like.
0: So he doesn't want to go to the thing on Saturday, and he's like, do we have to go? And she's like, yeah, we have to go. And I said she's actually being very nice about it because he's just giving her a hard time now and um i assume that he already knew that they had to go to this event on saturday and he's acting like it's not a big deal and he says well maybe you can hire an escort and she says i called around but everyone's all out of socially acceptable man meat (laughs) and he says well then um i guess we'll just have to break up and she says do what you have to do you're still coming with me (laughs) and i noticed that there was a lot a lot of background actors in this scene and Pacey and Joey were just like standing in this one spot and all I could hear like picture in my head was how this was happening so like they were shooting this scene with the two of them right and there was like a PA on the side basically saying like right, go 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 and like it was just like and they probably walked in like a complete circle until like you saw them twice (laughs) but there were a lot of students in this scene
1: I didn't notice. I wasn't paying close enough attention, but you definitely did.
0: I don't know if it's because I don't know. I, I
1: knew I saw that striped polo shirt already.
0: <laughs> I think it's just because i i I've, I've done it, so I like I know what is happening behind the scenes. But it's funny yeah. because you start to see like some of them actually look at the actors as they're walking by. Like the one kid looks right at Joshua Jackson as he's walking by, and it's like. Right on camera, like you can see it right on camera. It's so funny. (laughs) But yeah. So Pacey's like, I'd rather just go to the Leary party. At least we'll have fun there. And she's like, Pacey, you know how important this party is to me. And she says, Being in a relationship means having to do things that you don't want to do sometimes. And then he finally just gives in to her. Like, how could you not give in to her? She's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And she's so like stressed out about it. Just like go and support her, you know?
1: I mean he knew he was gonna go. He was just giving her a hard time about it.
0: Yeah, I guess. She was wearing this like really fuzzy yellow sweater in the scene. <laughs> it was very, very unlike Joey Potter, I feel like. So sunny. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: So sunny She's and tears. <laughs> the sun'll come out in Joey's sweater.
0: Her sunny disposition.
1: Sunny <laughs> disposition and all.
0: So now we're with Grahams and Jen, and this is the part with the presents. She's like, your parents gave you some presents. And she's like, just donate them to the Goodwill. Give them to somebody who actually cares. <laughs> Graham says, this is not an appropriate attitude for the holidays, child. Wait, I'm going do to do it again, because I don't think I sounded like her. This is not an appropriate, appropriate attitude for the holidays, child. That didn't sound like her either.
1: I don't know. I can't I can't do impersonations to save my life, so
0: I have to hear it in my head. Jennifer, this is not an appropriate attitude for the holidays, child. And Jen says, Yeah, well, Merry F and Christmas. <laughs> and she goes, Jennifer, you know, you are quite possibly one of the most spoiled, self-involved brats I've ever had the displeasure of dealing with. And Jen says, Yeah, you're right. I'll just go to my room. Graham says, while you're there, why don't you take take the time to fill out a couple of your college applications? And Jen says, right, anything to get me out of the house quicker. That is not what I meant, Jennifer. (laughs) And Jen says, so what are you trying to light a fire under me? Because you haven't said one word to me when I disappointed you. So you don't have that right since you wrote me off. And then she like throws the gifts in the fridge and she slams the refrigerator shut and she goes to her bedroom (laughs) and she's like, oh, Jennifer. (laughs) Merry Merry effing Christmas.
1: (laughs) Merry effing Christmas.
0: So now we cut to Gretchen, who's trying to give Dawson advice on his essay because he's explaining to her that he doesn't know he doesn't want to make films or why he wants to be a filmmaker. That's what it was, right? Yeah. And she says, just tell them the truth. And he says, and what's that? That filmmaking will provide you with everything that a young man could ever want or need. A three-picture deal with Columbia, a spot on the premiere power list to bag yourself one of those girls of the WB. And he's like, you're definitely related to Pacey. (laughs) And (laughs) she's like, take a break, Dawson. Help me hang the mistletoe. And she's like, why are you not asking Brooks? He's a legit filmmaker. And, you know, talking to him might help clear out the cobwebs. And he's like, why are you doing all this? Like, why are, you, why are you doing all this, Gretchen? Like, why are you putting this party together? And she says, because it's tradition. And he's like, well, I would have never pictured you as a traditionalist. And she's like, well, I am. <laughs> so help me hang up this fucking mistletoe, Dawson. <laughs> so then we got a quick scene of Jack and Graham's walking on the dock. And it's cold out. And Grimes is like, you are right. She hasn't filled out any of her college applications. And Jack says, maybe we can just force her to do it. And she's like, no, 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 no. Jen is way too smart for an intervention. And then she says she has an idea, but she'll need his help. (laughs) It was so stupid. She's like, I have an idea, Jack. (laughs) And they like run off together. (laughs) Now we're with Dawson. He's at Brooks. And... We hear like Christmas music playing, and Dawson just walks in and he scares Brooks. And he says, "If you're here to ask me if I slept with Marilyn Monroe, you can crawl back from wherever you came from." <laughs> and Dawson's like, "Wait, that's not what I. Wait, did you?" <laughs> <laughs> but he says he needs advice, so he's like, "Why didn't you try the teen helpline?" <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. And he's just agitated now. And he says, Well, this is clearly going to take longer than I hoped. No, he's like, So when Dawson walked in, he was like doing something. Um, Brooks was doing something. I forgot what it was. He
1: jumps. He had music playing and he was at his desk, but I don't know what he was doing at his desk. But he definitely was doing something with a
0: plan, I think. I don't remember. He
1: was startled. Well, I mean, he was literally sitting right. Next to his radio, stereo, turntable, I don't know, it was probably an old, like, record player, I don't, I don't know. Could have been a Vitrola for all I know. Like, it was, it was an old, it was an old one, playing some old music. But it was, like, right next to his head, like, I, I don't know. Like, good, good, can you, like, you know, can you hear, sir? Is, is your hearing up the par? With some loud music.
0: But yeah, when Dawson tells him that he needs help. Brooks gets agitated and he's like, well, this is going to clearly take longer than I hoped. Would you like, a, would you like a soda pop, Mr. Leary? It's all mad.
1: a soda pop.
0: And Dawson's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, all right, well, I'm ready to give you advice. And Dawson tells him about his essay and he can't answer the question why he wants to be a filmmaker. And Brooks says, well, why do you kid? And Dawson says, that's the problem. I'm having trouble putting it into words. And Brooke says, well, if that's a problem, you might as well put an application to McDonald's.
1: (laughs) He makes me laugh.
0: I know. He's such a good character. So Dawson says that he needs to know why Brooke stopped making movies. And he's like, what does this have to do with me? And he's like, well, I stopped too. And he goes, well, that's a tragic loss for the arts. And Dawson says, I was full steam ahead and nothing was stopping me. Then life got in the way and i think i had a crisis of faith and brooks is kind of like making fun of him (laughs) he's like crisis of faith what are you 15 (laughs) and dawson's like i'm 17 brooks and um it makes dawson upset and he's like you know what i really thought we were beyond this mr brooks if that's how you're gonna treat me i'm gonna just leave and he gets up and leaves and brooks is like i didn't mean for the kid to leave. <laughs> he's like he couldn't stay he's like i thought we had this thing going <laughs> or i make fun of him and he gets mad and then we talk about it
2: <laughs> yeah
1: right this is how we communicate
0: yeah. this is how
1: men communicate
0: <laughs> he's like he's like what a fucking pussy <laughs> <laughs>
1: you kids
0: He's like, just come back, Dawson. Just come back.
1: Get over it, sir.
0: Dawson's already like up the street. <laughs> um. So now we're at the Yacht Club with Joey and Pacey. She's nervous. She's got a shawl on. Joey loves a shawl, doesn't she? She's always got a shawl when she's dressed up. She's like, Pacey, you're grinning. And he says, because I'm the only guy who gets to walk into this party with Audrey Hepburn on his arm. She's like peeing. <laughs> but he she does, does look cute. cute.
1: She does look cute. And I mean, he's not I mean,
0: wearing a tie or anything. No,
1: he but really, he looks he, he looks very dashing.
0: Yeah, they're a good couple. Um, we cut to the Leary party real quick, and Jen comes in and she hugs Mitch and Gal and she like sees Gal's belly and she's like Oh, my God, Gail. Yeah, belly, she does that whole thing. <laughs>
1: belly, belly. You know what every other girl does when they see somebody pregnant. They're like, oh, my God, must touch the globe. <laughs> wax on, wax off.
0: Would you let people touch your belly if you were pregnant?
1: Not random people, but I know I'm I'm pretty confident that I probably wouldn't be able to really stop them because it's just what people do. They're like, oh, baby, must touch you. I'm sorry, I don't know you, but Baby. Like, get off me, fucking weirdo.
0: My sister told me one time when she was pregnant with Adriana that somebody came up and tried to touch her stomach. And she was like, She literally was like, Get the fuck away from me. Like, don't touch me. I don't know you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: that'll probably be me, you know, if I'm ever lucky enough to become a mom. Uh, that'll probably be me. Like, I don't know you. And while I appreciate you wanting to be happy for me, you can be happy for me about three feet over there. Yeah, it's make that six.
0: Like you're not touching the baby, you're touching no. somebody's stomach.
1: Well, like, what do you
0: want? Do
1: you want to feel the like their hard belly? If they're if they're more pregnant, then the baby's kicking, and then they can feel the kicking. And I don't know, there's I something know. about a baby in a belly that just makes everybody go, ooh, ah, let me touch you.
0: I was never like fascinated by it. I don't know. I remember being like younger, and like my sister when my sister Michelle was pregnant, and I would feel her stomach, but um yeah does nothing for me pregnant women no (laughs) well
1: I mean you're gay so (laughs) I'm just kidding I don't think that has to do with the price of eggs so (laughs) yeah
0: well whatever uh we see Gretchen looking around for Dawson and she's like oh maybe he's in his room because she remembers the conversation she had with Joey so she goes in and she sees him and she's like what are you doing up here? This party's clearly lacking in cute high school boys. Come try my eggnog, which is an invitation if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, are you all right, Dawson? And he's just like, obviously I'm not all right. I'm sitting up here by myself. I wanted attention. You clearly fell for it. And he tells her that he's just thinking about what she asked him the other night. Like what happened to me? And He says he doesn't even know if he wants to go to USC, and she says, you sound like a guy who just broke up with this girl, and he's happy he broke up with her, at least he says he is, and then he goes on and on about how much better off he is without her, but everything always comes back to this girl. You love this girl, Dawson, and she says, you're trying so hard to answer this question, and you're thinking there's a right answer, and there's not. Just admit that you love movies. The geek will resurface and you'll be able to reconnect with that part of you that won't tolerate cynicism under any circumstances. And people will respond to that. Now come try my fucking eggnog, Dawson. Stop having a pity party.
2: Just
1: get my eggnog in your face. (laughs) Wait a minute, what?
0: (laughs) She's like, get in my eggnog.
2: (laughs) Get in my eggnog. (laughs) Drink it all. Wait, what?
0: It's good. It's (laughs) spicy from cinnamon. I don't know.
1: (laughs) You have to drink that dry, babe. Drink it dry. Drink it dry. (laughs) Fuck that shit down.
0: (laughs) Get that milky, eggy liquid all over you.
1: (laughs) Don't forget to wipe off the mustache. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: it's not how dirty we can make this
0: I know it's not even that dirty. it's so stupid no,
1: it's all innuendos though <laughs> uh
0: we're back to the uh yacht club and we see Joey talking to a girl named Sage and Sage is complaining that she's the number three she's number three in her class. and um she asks Joey and Joey's like, I'm number four. and Joey's like, oh. Uh okay, who's that cute guy over there? And then she like throws her drink in her in the um plant, and she tries to get Drew's attention. And Joey's like, "Uh, I'll get that for you. I'll get it." And it's too late. Drew comes over. He goes up to Joey and he goes, "Thanks for ruining my night. I can't wait till you turn into a pumpkin at midnight." And he tells Joey that, or he tells Sage that Joey is their top waitress and um sage goes and leaves to talk to somebody else which was such bullshit it's like do none of these kids work like none of them have ever had not a job for
1: nothing i wouldn't have wanted to be friends with her anyways she's not my type of personality
0: no mine either but i just was like it's not abnormal for somebody to have a job in high school like no yeah sage was just a suck a stuck up bitch she had bad hair so
1: they probably like trust fund babies
0: probably This is when Jen's out front of the Learys when Miss Watson comes up and she goes, you did it. And she like tries to finger bang Jen and Jen's like, get away from me, Mrs. Watson. We've already had a pedophile teacher at our school before. (laughs) And Jen's like, no, I I didn't. And she goes, you did. And your essays were wonderful. And Jen's like, what did I do exactly?
1: Somebody dipped a little too much drinky drinky in the punch. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) She says, You got your applications out on time. And Jen's sort of just like, What is she fucking talking about? But Did anyway, you, are
1: you sure it was Jen Lindley? Yeah. <laughs> was there another Jen Lindley we don't know about in the school? She's like, Hi, my name Jack... is what? My name is who? My name is look at Jen Lindley. <laughs> She's Sorry.
0: like, Did Jack and Grams do this? Because I didn't do this.
1: Well, you know, nobody else did. So they're the only suspect she's got. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody else got time for that.
0: (laughs) Nobody else did. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to Joey at dinner and she's sitting right next to Walter. And he asks her to share with everybody about who she is she's like, well, I'm just your average teenage girl who lived in a shack down by the creek. The two tall girl from the wrong side of the creek. And my best With friend their drug toy. her
1: drug dealing, drug, or drug slinging daddy and her, her knocked up sister.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad went to prison. I'm poor as fuck. But I'm working my ass off so I can get into a really good college because I can't afford it otherwise. And, um. She sort of just, like, gets quiet. She doesn't really say anything. And even Mrs. Valentine gives her, like, a a snarky face. That bitch.
1: The bitch. Um,
0: He says something to her about how she mentioned art on her application. And he says, have you been to the Guggenheim? And Joey's like, no, but I do want to go to New York soon. And that's when Drew comes over and he goes, actually, it's not in New York anymore. It's in Spain. And then Joey gets all, like, nervous again. So she kind of, like turtles you know so Pacey breaks the ice at this point and he says I think it looks like a giant artichoke and everybody's like what and then Joey even looks like what are you What are you doing and he goes you know my brother Doug has um, he loves architecture and he has all these big giant books on his coffee table and he goes to me all I see is an artichoke and then Walter just starts laughing and then the whole table starts laughing and um, it kind of does like break up the ice with everything but we find out later that joey is still being like very like insecure
1: yeah definitely she's definitely being insecure and shy but honestly i understand her though like i'm not a social person we're introvert people like i feel like joey is an introvert I'm an introvert. I understand her. I would be the exact same way if I was in that type of situation, like especially sitting at the table with that guy. I'd just be like, what do I say? What do I do? I'd be so happy for an extrovert boyfriend to like take over. You know what I mean? And then just like really talk me up because I would just be like, yeah, hi, I am awkward as fuck.
0: (laughs) So would you say I'm an introvert?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: So if we were sitting at that table, I wouldn't care. I would just talk about myself. If I did you know to. you're.
1: I think it, there's. I think there's like different levels or types. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're introverted in a way. Like you, you're totally comfortable not leaving your house.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's you know about what I mean? being uh, agoraphobic. I think. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: I don't. I don't know. But like, we're a hermit. <laughs> so like, because I can be extroverted too. Like, if I go to certain environments or whatever, like I I can be social, but there's like a limit to how social I can be before I start to shut down. You know what I mean? Or like, if I'm good all night, the next like two days, I'm like exhausted. Like I'm drained. Like my energy levels are just fucking gone. It's it's like hard to explain. Like I really, I don't know. And it sucks. No, I get I'm- it. But at the same time, like I'm totally comfortable in my bubble.
0: <laughs> it's like you you um exceeded your limit of being uh social and yeah. now you're like my I gotta... social
1: meter has now you know surpassed its max level and i need to
0: recharge
1: i need to go somewhere else now <laughs> yeah i need to go recharge and take a nap because i'm tired now
0: <laughs> you know what else i think it helps too jamie i think getting older and just not giving a fuck like if i was like in my 20s and that happened or in high school and that happened obviously i would be like a nervous wreck being like I don't want to share about myself with these people because they're all going to judge me, you know? Yeah, yeah. But now I would just, whatever I say, I say. And if it sounds stupid, it sounds stupid. I don't care. So I think it does come with age too, where you're just like, whatever. Like, if it's funny, it's funny. And if they don't think it's funny, they won't laugh. And you know what? Maybe they'll remember what I said um, later tonight and be like, that guy was really funny that we sat with, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it. yeah. But-
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm a full introvert. I just think I'm very, like... I think I'm just picky with who I want to hang out with.
1: (laughs) Fair. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I I agree with you. I think there's, like, levels.
1: There's levels. There's definitely levels. Some are extremely introverted. I can be somewhere in the middle, but more on the the introvert side. Because, like I said, I just get...
0: Which is weird, because I don't think you are. It's so weird.
1: It's different, like, at work... You know what I mean? Because it's small amounts. You know what I mean? And like doing it this way, this isn't really like an overwhelming thing or talking on the phone. You know what I mean? Or even through texting or um, messaging sites or, you know, whatever. Like that's one thing. That's easy. But like groups of people and interacting, especially people, especially with people that I don't know or I'm not familiar with. Yeah, that's a totally different game.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. Cause I'm just thinking about like, even before I knew you, I feel like, um, I remember this one time we were at a team meeting and you were being very like open about something like something that you did. And I was, and I, and I even remember being like, who, like, who is this girl?
1: <laughs> I wonder what it was. No, I mean, I can be very social. I can be, but it doesn't, it doesn't like, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's all right.
0: So now we're with Dawson and he's out front of his house at the party and Brooke shows up and he gives them a book called kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And it's um, a book written by a film critic named Pauline Cal and it's an actual book. Like I looked it mm-hmm.
1: up. Yeah, it is.
0: And he says that it'll explain everything to him way better than he ever could about wanting to be a filmmaker or why he stopped being a filmmaker. Mm hmm. I don't know, there was some confusion on that part with me. So, Brooks starts talking about how he lived for Saturday afternoons at the Rialto when he was young, and why he graduated and hopped on a plane to Los Angeles, and why he almost cried the first time he stepped on a studio lot, and why he did cry the first time he yelled action. So then he apologizes to Dawson for snapping at him, and then he says, He happened to scratch an open wound that hasn't healed after all these years you happen to scratch an open wound that hasn't healed after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> so he explains that a producer wanted to cast his best friend and his girlfriend and turn away my sweet. So he was directing the movie and, um, he said he turned into a madman and he didn't even notice what was happening. But by the middle of shooting, His girlfriend left him for his best friend because they fell in love with each other. And he still I mean,
1: I honestly really kinda wish that this movie was real because I'm gonna watch it. (laughs) I know. I just want to see this chemistry that Dawson goes on about.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. It's like a made up movie. Yeah. Um but he was like, I still had a picture to shoot, so like what was I supposed to do? But he says it ended up making him hate directing and everything about it. So he ended up moving back to Capeside. I started a new life. A better life. So he goes to leave and Dawson invites him back in. Dawson invites him in again. And then he finally, like, obliges and he comes in to the party. Um, He's really funny. <laughs> he's really funny. And then he asks Dawson why he wants to make pictures. And Dawson says... How can you explain the things you love? You can't. You just do. And Brooke says, God help you, kid. (laughs) So Pacey's telling jokes to Walter now. And we see that he's sitting right next to him. And Joey's on the opposite side. So, like, she's not even sitting next to Walter anymore. (laughs) Like, they switched seats. (laughs) And he says to Joey, I didn't know your boyfriend was such a charmer. And she goes, who knew? Who knew? And Walter tells Pacey that Worthington could use a young man like him, and he goes, "Why haven't you applied?" Joey goes, "Yeah, Pace, why haven't you applied?" And Pacey's like, "Real quick," and he goes, "Well, both my parents are lefties. It's Harvard or nothing." And Joey's like, "Pace, can we go talk outside real quick?" And um, she gets really upset with him. She starts yelling at him, and she's like, "You lied back there. How could you lie?" And he's like, can I just, like, talk for a second? Like, can I have the floor? And she won't let him talk. And before you know it, Walter's out there interrupting them. And um, he's like, hey, Pace, can you come back in? Because the dean, I really want you to meet the dean. He wants to talk to you. And Joey's like, go ahead. So Joey's, like, really upset. She walks away. I I don't know if she's crying at this point, but she's just really upset.
1: Yeah, she's definitely upset.
0: So we cut back to the party. And Jen is mad at Jack. And she's like, you had no right. You had no right. And Graham says, he did. And so did I. And she's like, I know why you haven't applied to college. And Jen's like, well, I don't want to go to college. And she goes, yes, you do. I know that for a fact. You haven't applied because you refused to ask your parents for help. And Jen says, I refuse to keep putting myself out there over and over and over. I won't do it. And Graham says, and I won't let you.
1: I no. can't believe Graham's made that conclusion. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your, your Graham's. No, go ahead. I I don't know how Graham's, like, came to that conclusion. No, I know the reason why you didn't, you know, put in those applications or fill them out is because you didn't want to ask your parents for money. Like, I, I don't think that I ever made that connection until after Graham said it.
0: I didn't either. I was just like, maybe she's depressed.
1: Right, or she just doesn't think that she's going to go to school or can get into school. Like, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that it was concerned more about financial, like, financial aid. You know what I mean? But it makes sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because Jen, Jen is uh, always seemed to be, like, the character that wants to, um, like, do grown-up things, because she's very smart. Yeah. She wants to go to college and she wants to experience college and she wants to do all those things. So it was very confusing for me too while when she wasn't handing in her college applications.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: they didn't give us any sort of like idea before this. It- so yeah, it makes sense that she doesn't want to ask her parents for help, even though they should fucking just help her. <laughs> so Graham says, I won't let you. Look, I'm sorry that you felt like you haven't been able to talk to me lately. But you must understand something, Jennifer. That no matter how angry or upset or disappointed I may be in you, I will always be there for you. You are going to college, young lady. If I have to beg, borrow, or steal, I will get you there. You are the most important thing in my life, Jennifer. And I love you. And Jack's like, I kind of love you too. And then they all do like a big group hug. So they're all like... Fine now, Grams is over the ecstasy thing.
1: Yeah, finally, time to table this and get back to my granddaughter. She needs me.
0: I know it was just like she didn't. Jen didn't even do anything anyway.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> know.
0: So now we cut back to Joey, and she's really crying now. And Walter comes out and finds her, and she's she's like, "I have to apologize, Walter. I think I really blew it tonight." Because I don't fit in, and I don't know what to do in these social situations. Like, I don't know what to say. And he's like, you didn't blow it, Joey. Your academic record stands on its own. You're stunningly bright young lady. No one is grading you on your social skills. And then he tells her that Pacey was just in there talking her up to the dean. He says he was telling us how you helped him and changed him and how he couldn't imagine a better life than with you by his side. And he says, what a rare gift to have someone say such things about you.
2: (laughs) And And she's she's like, maybe
0: maybe I should have let him speak. (laughs) (laughs) So Jen and Jack are now sitting on like the steps drinking eggnog. And Jen asked Jack where she applied. She's like, so where did I apply? and he starts telling her like all these different schools and he's like you know I had to ransack your computer to find a paper to write to write one of your essays so like because I was confused about that too because it would be perjury if they like literally wrote her fucking essays to get into college and they found
1: They've recycled her own
0: yeah yeah so I was like well that was smart <laughs> he he picked a, uh, a an essay she wrote on women's suffrage that she um she had already written, so it's like, oh, awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Then he and he goes, you know, I stumbled on your journal. I didn't realize you were still having those dreams about me. <laughs> She's like, um, more nog, and she like takes his his glass off of him.
1: I want to know about these dreams. <laughs> Let's get our hands on that journal. Now I'm curious.
0: <laughs> He's like, yeah, I have more nog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we cut to. um... Brooke sitting at the piano and Grams is standing there and he gives Grams like a little wave and she goes Ugh, you again and he goes have we met and she goes you know very well we've met I had the distinctest pleasure of watching and yelling and screaming at poor Dawson Leary over nothing but some silly boat of yours it was quite the little tantrum and he goes if I remember correctly you put me in my place I admire that in a woman And she goes, oh, you fancy yourself quite charming, don't you? On my better days, yes, I do. On your better... (laughs) Now I'm doing him. (laughs) Doing him, doing her. (laughs) (laughs) On your better days, I'd say your mind is clearly playing tricks on you, which is understandable. You are getting on in years. I did yell at the kid, but that's before I got to know him. Before I realized he's not an idiot. Just a nuisance well perhaps in the future you will take the time to get to know a person before you dismiss them and he goes perhaps you might do the same and she goes perhaps and then she walks away so they were like flirting with each other oh yeah they were definitely
1: getting their old people flirt on it was cute it was cute
0: so when he walks away he's like scratching his head like fixing his bald head and um (laughs) he's he, he starts playing the piano and then dawson comes over and he goes oh flirting with flirting with grams i see and he goes i'm ready to make another movie and he goes crisis of faith over what's it about and he goes you and he's like what (laughs) he's he gets up and he says excuse me say that again in my good ear and he says my my picture is going to be about you and your life story we'll talk later so we're gonna start this whole storyline Joey finds Pacey in the Yacht Club and they hug and he goes, apology accepted. And she says, I didn't apologize. And he says, but you were for bitching me out earlier. She says, what about you? You lied. And he says, didn't it ever occur to you that maybe I was doing that all for you? And she goes, well, how would that benefit me? He says, maybe I just wanted these people to see you through my eyes just for one night. To see this girl, this woman, who had more class and intelligence and beauty and grace than anyone else who's walking the face of the planet. Maybe these things come tumbling out of my mouth because I happen to be head over heels in love with you. But the really scary thing is, I think they're true. (laughs) Did you like all that?
2: Well,
1: I'm Pacey. We all need a Pacey in our lives.
0: (laughs) Well, it's young love. (laughs) They'll grow out of it.
1: (laughs) God, I hope not.
0: She says, I just wanted to impress these people so bad that I completely froze. And he's like, it doesn't matter. She says, yes, it does. I never wanted anything so bad in my life. And you just fit right in better than I ever will. And he says, because there's nothing at stake for me here. But this world is opening its doors for you. And you're doing them a favor, not the other way around. She goes, your mom should get a medal because she raised the perfect boy. And maybe those things tumble out of my mouth because I'm head over heels in love with you. But the scary part is that they're true. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Until we meet his mother in that that birthday episode, she's like, yeah. Oh, I want to do so, they kiss, and then they're like, let's go, let's go somewhere where we where we know we'll both fit in. And I was like, the Leary holiday party.
1: <laughs> it's the holiday season. <laughs>
0: So we get this scene where Dawson's just standing in, like, the doorway watching his parents and they're, like, hugging each other. Like, Mitch and Gal were so awkward in this, this episode. They weren't really talking. They didn't have a lot of lines, but they were just, like, all over each other. But I guess it's because they're just dealing with this new baby that's coming and, like, their newfound love, I guess, for each other. I don't know. But there was a lot of, like, just hugging each other. Like, very dramatic. Gal looked very, like... <laughs> like sad i don't know (laughs) it was weird so gretchen comes up and he thanks her for throwing the party and she's like well it takes me back to a time before everything was so complicated and then we see brooks walks by and he says why don't you quit flirting and kiss her and then he taps the mistletoe above their heads and um he's like uh dawson's like that wasn't planned or whatever and she goes well i guess we better get it over with It's tradition, and you don't monkey around with tradition. So the music is, like, playing, and Dawson and Gretchen lean in, and they kiss each other. And just at that moment, Pacey and Joey walk into the party, and they see them.
1: We get, like, a different angle of it, too, because it's, like, a little peck, and then they go back in for, like, another one, and it's just, like, a surprise, like, wow, that was actually a really good kiss, like, between them and Pacey, and Joey see the whole thing. Pacey's just like, that's my sister, and Joey's like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) Yeah, neither one of them look happy.
1: (laughs) No, but for completely different reasons.
0: (laughs) But, honestly, they shouldn't fucking care.
2: Mm. No.
0: It's none of their business. Um, but that's the end of the episode. We get the end credits and next week we get episode 10 self-reliance. So all in all, I think it was a really good episode. I wouldn't call it a holiday episode, even though they were trying to make it a holiday episode. I don't know why, since they've never had a holiday episode in the past, but, um, I was really concerned because we put out the scream two episode for Christmas, like we did last year. And I said, how it's weird like the is the
1: holiday season? It's fine.
0: <laughs> but no, I was like, how weird is it that we were um, the week that we would have to put this episode out? It would have been Christmas week. It's weird that that's how it worked out, you know? Oh, yeah, it's weird. So but we're putting this out right before New Year. So we're still in the holiday, like the timeline of holidays. Um, But I like the episode a lot. I really like like I said, Brooks and I like. Dawson I'm excited to see their relationship grow more with him making this movie now and Mm -hmm. I really am kind of invested now to see how his relationship works out with Gretchen because I know next season like none of these three new characters come back at all so
1: yeah I really can't remember
0: (laughs) I don't remember any of it
1: like I remember that they like kind of get together but I don't remember what happens oh well i guess it
0: would be because they all go away to college and why would he still be with gretchen if he was in california
1: right and there would be
0: no reason for drew to come back since he was just a um guest star right and brooks dies so but Hmm. i'm still curious to see how it works out but jamie what did you think any final Um, thoughts
1: no just the same stuff that i mentioned earlier um I do like this episode, but I really, like I said, I really only remembered the Pacey and Joey plot line. I really struggled to remember some of the other stuff that was happening in this episode. But then again, I only watched the show once before we are rewatching it. This is the, only the second time I've ever seen this episode ever. So um, <laughs> Ever.
0: I feel like it's, I feel like I've seen it a lot, but I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it was a good episode to me. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. I rewound the Brooks the Brooks and Dawson scenes uh more than once. I mean obviously just to get some of the dialogue down but um I really did enjoy the um the scene where they were at he was at dinner trying to eat mm-hmm. and um then when the whole thing came out about like it was his best friend and his girlfriend in the movie he was p- directing that was interesting to me cuz now we're getting more background information about Brooks and who he was, I'm always so fascinated. Like when I find out about like an older person's life before, like we knew them, you know. Like when I would sit around with my grandparents, and my grandpa would tell me all these stories about how he grew up on a farm, and he rode horses, and he just like that's the kind of life he wanted, but it's not. It's not the life he had. Like just learning about his past, and then like listening to my grandma talk about like how she was, how she grew up and all this stuff. I mean, she'll tell me stuff now that, like, I never even knew, and I find it fascinating. And then the same thing kind of happened after my mom passed away. Like, there were things about my mom I never even knew about, and I just wanted my grandmom to tell me, but I was like, I just wouldn't... It's so interesting to learn things about people that you never knew when you think you know everything about them, you know? Yeah,
1: I I mean... I agree. I think learning about people like learning about that kind of stuff about people that, you know, is really interesting, but I will, you'll never catch me reading like an autobiography or watching and like one of those shows on TV really about people that I have never met, you know, like I, they're not something that's like autobiography books, for example, some people love them and that's totally cool. I love books and that's great. You know, read whatever you like. Um, but I can't get into it. Like, I lose interest. But hearing stories about the past, about, like, parents or maybe, like, your siblings that you didn't know about or your grandparents, that stuff is cool because you're like, wait, what? Like, anytime my mom tells me a story from, like, her, you know, her teenage years or when, like, the beginning years when she was with my dad and stuff, which was her teenage years in high school um, – all of that stuff, I'm, like, soaking it up. I'm like, wait, tell me that story. I didn't know about this. What? You wild woman, you know? Like, who are you? I don't know you. Uh, don't know. So this, I agree with you. I think this stuff's fascinating.
0: Well, here, here's, like, something kind of personal. I never met my real father. Um, my mom, him and my mom broke up when I was born because he he didn't want to have any more kids. And he basically was like, it's either me or the baby. And my mom chose me, <laughs> obviously.
1: Obviously. Oh, she's trying to so-
0: so I never had any um, like I never cared like I never thought about him ever like even as I got older my dad would be like you know if you ever want to meet him Stephen, like I can if you have any if you're ever like curious I can uh, I like he knew where he worked and everything and yeah. he said I wouldn't be offended if you wanted to like he's your real father and I just remember being like well he never wanted anything to do with me so I really don't care like you raised me you're my dad
1: yeah like if he was Um, actually interested or gave a shit by now he would have contacted you on his own
0: exactly i understand so i never really cared then when my mom got sick and passed away i was curious about any health conditions that he that that my real father may have had because i knew that he had passed away so i ended up getting in touch with my half brother and i remember like a year later um he, he, uh, he messaged me back. I Facebook messaged him and he messaged me back like a year later. And it was so weird. It was, we were like away in DC and it was like in like one in the morning and I get this Facebook message from him and I was like, who is this? And then I remembered who it was. And after that, we set up like, um, a couple of phone calls and we were going to meet up and like, um, hang out, but it never happened. But I was more concerned about, or curious about if my real father had any like health conditions that I should be aware of. And then when I started talking to my half brother, I wanted to know what he was like. The only thing my mom ever told me that I was like my real father, that the only thing that was like my real father that I like took after him with was my weird hands. Like, cause I have weird fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she goes, and sometimes you can be a prick like your real father. was. <laughs> and um, I used to always think that was funny. But for the most part, Jamie, the things he was telling me, it didn't, it didn't sound like anything I really cared to, like, I'm glad yeah. I never had any interest in wanting to know who he was or learn about him growing. Like, I, I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad there was that part of me just did not care and I never cared. So yeah, it was just, it's just weird. Cause like, <laughs> like I had a whole dad out there that like, I knew nothing about him, you know, just things that my mom told me, but. It's just weird. Life is weird, and he had no really weird like health conditions. He was just oh, a, good. he was just a fat so who ate himself to death. Apparently,
1: sounds <laughs> and, like your dad was a tool.
0: Yeah, and the best part is he had sent me some pictures of him, and one I look nothing like him. Like I really look just like my mom. But the other thing is, is that I I've half siblings, and the picture he sent me of of him and my other half brother, me and my other half brother resemble each other. So yeah. it's just funny. It's just like he was kind of like he was almost denying me too. And then, but it's but Jamie, it's so funny. Like I never asked him for anything. I didn't <laughs> ask. I was just curious to know what health conditions he had. I wasn't. I I really didn't even want a relationship with him. I was just asking questions, and um, he seemed nice enough. But when he started getting, I don't know, he just got weird. And then we just stopped talking to each other. But we're still Facebook friends. Oh, that's cool. It's weird. Life is weird.
1: Life but, is weird. Um, People are weird. Death is weird.
0: Yeah, fucking People, everything's weird. Everything
1: this, is weird.
0: This this fucking Christmas season's weird.
1: <laughs> Christmas in Hollywood. Santa's back up in the hood. So meet me under the mistletoe. Never mind.
0: Alright, well, with that, Jamie, I think we can end this episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram?
1: Yeah, so you guys can find me at jlyn_booklover. underscore booklover. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> and if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast. And on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can join our Facebook group at Creek Talk Podcast. And if you want to send us any kind of feedback or type of story that you would like us to read on our next episode, you can email us at Creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And you can also DM us. We would love to uh we love to read DMs, so send us a DM. Um And if you are feeling generous and you would like to support us, you can always give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget about our bonus content that we have up on Patreon. We would love it if you subscribed. It would mean the world to us. Just go to our link tree on any of our bios and click around over there. You'll get all the details.
1: But on that note, you guys, thank you so, so much for listening and coming back and downloading and listening and and laughing and hopefully, you know, talking right along with us like you're part of the group because you guys are. You're part of the group and we love you. So we couldn't we wouldn't do this without you. I mean, we would do this, but (laughs) it's much better with you guys here.
0: Uh, We are currently at 14,516 downloads.
1: Wow, that's amazing you guys are amazing can can everybody listening right now just go ahead and pat yourself on the back if you're able to like obviously if you're driving or doing something where you need two hands please pay attention and focus on that activity but if you're not doing anything you're just chilling and i mean even if you're in a public area and you really don't care what people think of you go ahead and pat yourself on the back because this is all you this is all you guys you guys are doing this so thank you
0: <laughs> all right well we appreciate you listening We hope you have a great weekend and a great new year and we hope you had a great holiday season and we will see you next week with an all new episode of Creek talk podcast. Mm, Bye.
2: bye. (laughs) Wait, let's say
0: let's do happy holidays real quick. Okay. One, two, three. Happy Happy holidays. holidays. How do you want
1: to say it? Because this is really weird. (laughs)
0: I think that works out perfect, honestly. I didn't
1: even finish saying it. I was like, happy holiday!" I don't know what's happening.
0: All <laughs> right, just know? follow my lead. One, two, three. Happy, happy holiday! <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the holiday season.
0: Well, we do.
1: Great. Just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney now.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm stopping.
1: Don't worry, I won't quit my day job. <laughs>
2: about Dawson's Creek.